anything you want us to like not talk about? No. Cool. Maybe Roe v. Wade. Sure. If we cannot, <laughs> if that's okay. But also, I'm Wade fine over with here. Fucking. <laughs> there was a protest. I walked past a protest on my way here. I think protests in New York can be funny sometimes because everyone here kind of agrees. Oh yeah, so it's yeah. more like a parade. Oh. If you if you kept if you kept marching all the way into Long Island. Well, my mom after it was an announced last week or whenever that was, she called and she's like, "I hope you're out there protesting." I was like, "I hope you're out there protesting in upstate fucking <laughs> New York, like where like it's wildly conservative yeah, and absolutely. like yeah, I mean yeah, everyone is pulling their weight here in terms of protesting. <laughs> I don't know if it makes as big of a. It's impact. just like chanting everyone on the side of the sidewalks like yeah. we agree, yeah. we all agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep it here. Um, let me just can you talk for a second? Yeah, this so this protest really surprised me too because it was almost exclusively hit like it was like high school kids. Oh, and I was yeah, like, that's good. So when we were in high school, we would like dick around the mall and smoke weed behind a dumpster. And like now, high school kids like the cool thing to do is like go protest. And I'm like, am I a grandfather now? I'm like, I'm like it blown the fuck away. Good blown for, away. Good for them. Yeah. Oh, great for them. Yeah, but also I was like. That's a lot. Russell, talk for a second. Hello. And this is... Can you... you hello? Just one hello. Yeah, because then when okay. you play it back, you'll hear it and it's fine. <laughs> Good for you for doing your own this. I do it out of the goodness of my heart, not a lack of money coming in, preventing me from hiring people <laughs> to do it for me. Um, uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to The Downside. Uh, uh, I, if you're watching the video, I am uh, dressed like one of your personal heroes, yep. Roy Cohn. <laughs> I had an audition for Roy Cohn. I don't think I got it. I haven't even submitted it yet. Were you going to tell me it, that I'm it was, calling it right now? Were you going to tell me that it was Roy Cohn? I, I caught you watching your own tape back and figured it out. You, you say it like I was like watching it, like ooh, so good. <laughs> I know you walked in and you said, oh, look at that big Jew nose. I bet you're auditioning to play Roy Cohn. And I said, this is my regular nose. I didn't do anything to uh, it. I didn't that was that. one of his distinct features. He had like, he had a schnoz. They would have to add something if I got this role. Yeah. Why do you think you didn't get it? Oh, because as Russell said, I was watching the tape back as he walked in. And Russell said, Ugh, who is that? <laughs> Russell's No, uh, it sounded good. No, it was like, you know, it was like he, he has like an accent and he's a little bit of a character. So I tried to do a little bit. That's not my. It's not your thing. That's not my thing. And I, I, I become Brooklyn and I did this little weird tongue thing Roy does. And I need to study. I need to study for three months. You never know. You never know. Yeah. I'm going to say I know. It could Joe. be a project that's not that good. And then they end up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here. I'm joined by my my very supportive co-host Russell Daniels, and we're so excited, so glad to have you, busy man, uh, Joe Dombrowski, Mr. D. Oh my God! Oh my God! Thanks for having me. Um, Stoked. Now, can you say something negative to to kick off this music? Something sad. Yeah, this negative. is this is actually really sad, and it's gonna it plays right into your audition. Uh, so I'm in a rabbit hole of um, like really bad manipulative situations that happen in the world specifically fraud so recently fell down a rabbit hole of all things Anna Delvey and then re-fell down the rabbit hole of Elizabeth Holmes uh-huh. and something really sad that pissed me off was the fact that Amanda Seyfield Seyfried not famous enough yet I guess oh, shit. <laughs> she knocked it out of the park with her Elizabeth Holmes yeah like 
act, right? But so did not it's Julia Roberts. Julia Fox. No, it's uh, something. Wait, is it Julia Fox? No. It's Julia Roberts, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts's niece. Uh-huh. Was Anna Delvey in um that one, right? Which our friend Chris was in. Wait, but no, that's a different actor. Because it's it's her name's Julie Julia something. The one from the Netflix one, right? Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. It's not Emma Roberts. But I know I, I you know, know who I'm talking I about. Know, she's on Ozark. Yes, yes, yes. Her. Yes, yes. Shit. I'm mixing up my blonde white girls. So she <laughs> How dare you? She Russell gets it. really upset when you mix up white people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Forgive it's me. Don't cancel of, me. Like, <laughs> that's that my two for the show. Yeah. She killed it too. But she got a lot of hate and backlash because the imp- the impression was so spot on and Anna Delvey's so unlikable and the her accent as a human is so bad that the actress, people were like, "No, bad job, bad job." And really, it was it was fucking perfect. And these, this is where I'm starting because I'm pissed. Well, this is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi. What I love, I haven't watched it because I feel like, especially with Elizabeth Holmes, I felt like I. I remember reading about her when she was exploding. In real time. In real time. So part of me is like, I know everything that happens. I've read so many articles about it throughout the years. I don't want to repeat it. Did you watch the HBO documentary on it? I think I did. Yeah, because I watched that. So that's why I haven't revisited it yet either. Yeah. I I I feel like like I I either listened to a whole audiobook. I love it because her and the WeWork guy... You'll see oh. these old execs and they'll be oh, like, yeah. they'll be like, you know, Elizabeth, when she walked in a room, she just had a charisma <laughs> that made you believe in her vision. Cut to Elizabeth. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Theranos. And you're like, oh, the bar is yeah. so low. Cut to the WeWork guy. And he's like, I think WeWork is a place for community. And they're like, whoa, here's a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah. I yeah. can't get $10 for a Kickstarter for a web series. Yeah. And they get billions, and I'm like, you should have, I should have done that. Just lied, just not even made the web series. Not you know, even not, even made, oh, yeah. not even written a goddamn <laughs> thing. Just been like, talked about how amazing it is in a funny voice. <laughs> yeah, the accent helped, and yeah. her like, I wonder what her natural voice is. But that voice down here, the fact that I just think some of these older guys, a blonde woman, had never even talked to them before, <laughs> and they I were know. like, here's a billion dollars for speaking to me, a hundred percent. And so then. When I was falling down this rabbit hole for probably the third time now, I found clips of her accidentally speaking in her regular voice. Oh. She's like in an interview and she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's really actually. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, it's wow. like, girl, you're like all sorts of psychosis. I can't. I can't imagine. There's, a, there's some great clips of Kanye West not realizing he's on camera. And he's like smiling, having a good time with his daughter. And then he sees the camera and he's like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm dark now. I'm yeah. depressed. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, well, we're 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 very excited to have you. I'm excited to talk about the the downsides of uh, especially teaching. Oh, bitch! But uh, yeah, uh, Russell, I, you've been. What were you about to say? No, I. I what were you gonna say? And then I'll. You're about I'll, to be like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about the guests. So that no. was new information for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember. I I know that he's a teacher. I, I was gonna ask. Do you currently teach, or do you currently like sub? Do you have like a long time full position or are you like a substitute or what's the deal? Russell, I feel as though if I had a full-time teaching position, I'd be fired. <laughs> well, that's that's one of my, I think, my biggest questions. 
Um, uh, well, well, let's let's just was there was there anything anything you wanted to any no, stories no, no, you had? Let's Russell? dive in. Let's dive in. I uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say. I've just been watching World Cone for the last three days. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I taught for ten years. Wow. Ten years elementary school, and then finally left to like really beef it up in comedy. So what you you started? You were a performer growing up. You're a theater kid, very much so. And then you, what did you go to college for? Teaching. Teaching. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, this is funny. Originally. Went to college to be a herpetologist, which is the study of reptiles, because in my 18-year-old brain, I was going to collect snakes in the wild and extract their venom for doctors to use for anti-venom. What poisonous snakes do we have in Michigan, bitch? Job security, You gone. wanted to do it locally, too. Yeah, I was just like, we're going to fucking do this. Locally sourced venom. Right. Why? You were a theater. How, how were you? High school, doing a lot of theater? Lots of theater. Venom on the side? You were not having any I mean, sex. why? I he wanted I, to no. save one to three lives a year. One, like, how many people get bitten by <laughs> In Michigan. In Michigan. Literally. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I, so I didn't know. I was definitely a theater kid, and I definitely was involved. Wanted to pursue it professionally parents wouldn't let me they were mm. they were very much like you don't need the degree to do it we're not gonna pay for you to do it so they were like get a degree in something else and just keep like that aside did you fight any fights about this <sighs> absolutely so i was doing um i was like studying teaching but i was nobody really liked this but i'd audition for the plays at school at university mm-hmm. and make it but i wasn't a um, acting or theater major, yeah, sure. and they were no, all like, we do Who not like is that. this? I know, and I was we like, I'm like so that. sorry, my parents won't let me, but I'm good enough. <laughs> Wait, so so you you went to co- where did you go to college? Central Michigan University. Central Michigan, because I've I've performed in Royal Oak. You've performed in Royal Oak, I assume. Royal Oak. Royal Oak is where I taught school in Royal Oak. You yes. did Ridley's. Of course, yeah. I well, worked down the street. I have this bit uh, from there because I asked the host. I said, is there a good place to get a salad around here? He, sa- he said, oh, yeah, it's a pretty liberal area. And it's this bit of just about how <laughs> how it becomes a, you know, it's, oh, it's a yeah. lifestyle. And then yeah. it turns into an abortion joke. But it is. it is. Uh, That's beautiful. It did have good salads. Royal yeah. Oak is beautiful. I like Detroit. It's I like fun. Royal Oak. Yeah. So, so you went to college first for herpetology no that was the vis the vis and then i realized no snakes so yeah. so then i <laughs> how long was the vis i yeah. mean the vis was, was it one google search it was like a summer of like reptiles did you, you know? just like snakes love love animals oh, oh but snakes okay. snakes specifically if, 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 if there was a snake here would you touch it fuck yeah i had snakes in my classroom like that those were our class pets did you feed the mice in front of the i did so that so my whole like they some of the little boys were like can we watch and sometimes i'd be like don't tell your parents. Yeah. Boop. Drop it in. Yeah. Was it was that part of the school rules? So you can't well, part show of the, your uh, kids. Part of the school rules was life. no class pets, period. And I don't really do rules. Sure. Sure. So I just kind of like did what I wanted the whole like the whole time I taught. So that's why we had snakes in the classroom. But what was a catastrophe is when it got lost in the school. That was cute. Oh no. What kind of snake? I, we had two. We had a corn snake and a ball python. So, is this a public school or a private school? Public. Public. And w- would you ever get in trouble for breaking the, the snake rule? All the time. All the time. And you were just good at talking. Yeah. Way out just, of it. And you're like, I'll release the snakes in your office. John Marco. It is. It is. <laughs> There's no rules. It's spin. It's acting. Teaching is acting. So they come in and I'd be like, look in these faces. 
They're learning responsibility. Mm. They're learning uh-huh. about how to care for life. And honestly, I'm providing that opportunity for them, and it's beautiful. And if I didn't bend the rules a little bit, they may never have an experience with an animal. And I think that that's great, what I'm doing. Mouse alive or dead? Depending on the day. Oh, man. But I did, that, would bother, that would upset me as a kid. I did keep a, a bag full of frozen ones because I ended up buying them in bulk in the in the teacher's like freezer oh and refrigerator God. and someone did accidentally open it and flip the fuck out. That was one of the times I did get in trouble for real, for real. Did you put your name on the bag? No, I, it was unlabeled. Oh my God. Yeah, you got a label. Well, what were they doing open in the bag? That's it, well, that you wasn't yours. Bit. It wasn't yours. So yeah. get out of my yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Now How you are see. they packed? Is it like, is it like a sack the of weirdest. Is it packaged one mouse like in pouches? They're like all in the same position. And like layered like lasagna. So there's nothing separating this mouse from this mouse. You have to take it off. Oh man, I don't like that. Yeah. Could you could you touch that? I wouldn't want to, no. That would be that would be a tough mm-hmm. Oh. So uh uh okay. You went to college. So yeah, we've established I'm a freak. <laughs> yes. You you went to college for teaching, you graduated. Yeah. And did you start, what is it like to be a teacher after college? What's like the... Oh, you I think the word is, I'm looking for is poor. Poor, sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Very poor, very poor. It's like a big ass struggle. So I, I had started, I started comedy for real, for real the year before I graduated. Okay. So then when I got my first teaching job, I was doing $10 spots, $20 spots, legit to put gas in my car. Where? All around Michigan. Okay. So I was literally, in Michigan, there's not a lot of places to perform. Mm-hmm. So you drive and you go. A lot of bar shows, but what really does it is corporates. Like companies would be like, we need a comedian. And you're like, ding. Sure. So yeah. just do it. And then I did a lot of improv too mm-hmm. in Michigan. And that was like the only way you can perform consistently because they'd have like bigger shows over and over. <laughs> Um, is, do you hate me? Do you hate me now? No, he's no, a tough. He's, he's just a rough improviser. Oh, am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, wait. So, when you did start teaching, what grade? Like, you're you're teach, you have you're a full classroom. Like, mm-hmm. you're it's not like a specialty thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're doing what grade? So, my first job ever was fourth. Okay, I taught fourth for the longest, and then I've taught everything kindergarten to sixth grade except first and second. Wow, kindergarten yeah. to sixth grade. What's what's puberty? Fifth grade? Uh, it depends on the person, but sure. It'll, but like for girls, fourth grade, it'll start. So is that is that a tough? I just imagine puberty like those are the toughest teaching years. I, you're really understating it. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Tears galore. Fucking emotions. Blood. It's just like oh there's, no. There's so much. Not bullshit. just the mouse blood. Just no. the blood everywhere. Mean catty. Just bullshit. What made you? Do they? So, okay, so when, when you graduate f- with a teaching degree, mm-hmm. do you have any say in what grade you're going to start teaching? Not really. So you, this is the fucked up part. Is your, Am I swearing too much? Do we swear? Oh, no, my God. Good. Dear okay. God, yeah. please. Um, I'm certified to teach kindergarten through eighth grade. Isn't that psychotic? Like I could teach a five-year-old or a 13-year-old. Like that, they're so different. But that's what my certification was. And then- you do a student teaching placement, so you work for free for a year. Awful. I was placed in fifth grade. You I, teach for free. Does that mean you got some of the college paid for because you no, taught no, for free? No, no, it's awful. It's 
awful because uh, I, I went to school to be a teacher. Too. Oh, yeah. And it th- it was what caused me not to go into teaching was was student teaching. You saw I was like, the light. I hate this. It's wrong. So much. A year of so no money. None. And you're full time teaching. And you're paying to go to college at the same time. And you're paying for like to live somewhere that you don't live. Who normally. established? Is this a government thing? Is this a teaching union thing? It, what is it? I ha- wish I could tell you who established it. But it is like <laughs> it is what happens in the United States to get your teaching certificate. Yeah. All schools everywhere. It's either so a full a year or a semester. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. And you can't get another job. No, there's it, not, you're 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 not even just teaching. They're making you do weird exams, everything, and weird seminars outside of of the hours. Be a coach for a club, yeah, yeah. like teach teach uh, help direct the musical at the school. Like you are doing everything as a teacher would, and then because also mo- a lot of teachers. I've had some people talk to that they say like no that they weren't allowed to do that much. Both of my teachers when I did it were like have at it on like day two. So oh yeah, you just like I've fully taught and so, they're, they because it, it gives them a break. They just sit back in the back of the room and, and you know. they get full salary. Yes, yeah. Now I had a different experience though. My cooperating student teacher, she was a fucking boss. She stuck with me like the whole way, and we like team taught together because mm. she was really invested in it yeah she was really really good and she yeah. saw the bullshit she's like if he's gonna be not good but great yeah we're gonna work together and i'm not just gonna sit in the computer lab which is what most people do but yeah you're you're making zero coin but i was doing comedy at night freaking the fuck out because the only jobs you can have are nighttime jobs bartender yeah. comedian stripper probably sure get caught for any of those things yada there who, yeah. The school said you're not allowed to do that. Th- nope. That you get the degree from unwritten rule. Yeah, you're you're like it's like you're not supposed to work. Like yeah. I feel like there was a system in place. I don't where, understand. Where there you must had to, be like, some you reason. Have to ask for I love this. Permission I love to this. Do it. But but it would it would it was very frowned upon. Who would you ask permission to? Like the, you're there's there's like supervisors that are in charge of like yeah. your placement that are not the teachers at the school, but like they're like. They kind of like are running your it's thing. It's fear based too. So if I yeah. went to go get a job and my boss knew that I was a bartender, they'd just be like, "Oh yeah." When you interview, I'm going to tell them you're a bartender. And so this is—is is this your fourth year of college that you're doing this, or this is after you graduate? No, bitch. This is your fifth, fifth year. year. Fifth. I'm oh, so five it's different. Years it's different here. Where'd it's, you go? Uh, I went to I went to music school up at the at SUNY Potsdam, the Crane School of Music there, New York, in New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it, it was it was like three and a half. It's like. For me, it was uh, one. It was six months, and it was like uh, a half, like semester. You is know the curriculum I mean? a little bit lighter as you teach, or you? So your fifth year is the worst. Is it the worst year of it all? Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's when you're fed to the wolves. And what made you want to? This is enough for me to say I would never teach ever. Why? <sighs> why? Why that? That sounds so awful. I'm kind of upset. So here's the thing, I. Like, get really deep a lot. And when I was trying to... So when you first decide you want to be a teacher, you take this intro course, and they kind of let you dabble into all grades, all subject. Do you want to teach art to high school? Do you want to teach special ed kindergarten? Like, you just try everything, right? Yeah. And that summer... I was a camp counselor at a summer camp for terminally ill children. And there was a high rope school. It was that outside? Yeah, this place, <laughs> this <laughs> this um, they had a high ropes course, right? And I was took my all you my might papers as well take over. The risk at this point, right? Yeah, right. 
I took all my campers over and I had one kid who was fully wheelchair bound. His legs didn't work. And he was like, I can't do this. This is bullshit. Well, the whole thing was it was built so we could put someone in a wheelchair through the whole high rope scores and he wouldn't do it. So I used humor. I just started making him laugh. I'm like, you can't do it. You fucking can't. I'm like, whatever. And he's like cracking up. He's like, yeah, kid. I'm like, no, you can't because your legs don't work. And he's like, I can't do it. And we're like laughing. And he did it. He went up and he did it. And like, just I'm so to glad see, he did and didn't just break down crying and go, you're right. My went, legs don't work. Could have went real wrong. But he like watching his face, this like uninhibited joy, I can do it. And I used like humor to to get him to reach his potential yeah. i was just like let's fucking go that must have been wait the camp was for terminally ill kids mm-hmm. oh man i think it was How? cancer week even oh my god yeah. wait i'm sorry cancer week so this camp they have a different week, week. Is different terminally ill like disease the week after it, and they are like it varies so i did like cancer then sickle cell week and then it was a uh, transplant week it was like paper paper Oh my. Nuts. So, and you got to like learn all this. Sh- it was fucking crazy. I mean, psychologically, wow. how, like that feels like, what was that like to like, cause then you're like the end of the week, you're saying bye, like maybe forever. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about like pretending you're going to write letters, I guess. Oh my God. It's just, these kids don't give a fuck. Like, and that's what it was. They were what just age? Gonna, uh, so I was in charge of the fourth graders. So they were like nine, t- turning 10. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's just like, you're just having the time of your life with these kids. And like, here's the thing with teaching. You either got it or you don't got yes. it. I, got I remember yes. from yeah. AP psychology class, there was some something where they could watch a teacher teaching for two seconds with no sound and people could generally guess who was good. And who wasn't? Where I would love to watch that. It was. It was. I mean, this. Was, I took this in high school. I just remember it was like a psychology test that was just about, you know, uh, natural abilities or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it does. It. It's sad because I would have some teachers that this oh. was their profession, and two seconds in, you're like, you shouldn't have done this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm real honest with it though. So most of my corporates are universities, but not like we hired a comedian. It's like we hired you for the. Department of Education for sure. the staff. And I always tell the staff, like, you know who's bad. Get them out. Like, tell them you got to choose something else that isn't for you because who, if yeah, you're no going to do that, they I know comedians that I should say but that too. Be- it, it's different though because the product is kids. So, like, they should, because if you let this person who you know can't do it get into it, the kids are losing. Well, sure. Well, that's what I, I do want to get to, like, talking about tenure and stuff, because I yeah. certainly had, I had college professors in musical theater where, like, some of them were bad, 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 and we're paying, <laughs> like, egregious sums yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> just, just terrible. Um, So, okay, so you did that camp, and you were, like, you did, and you were, like, this is my call like you did no. that camp solidified for you or no I, I it was still comedy it was still sure. performance but that you leave so, the kids behind you're like you've inspired me to oh, never do this time. again well i knew the whole time i was like it was never an if it was a when i blow up i'm out but i can do this in the meantime i i also love this yeah but it was never my end all it was never my end all okay so so you you finally did this year this free year freebie year for fourth graders student teaching student teaching fifth graders fifth graders and then once you finish that then do you get hired by that same school was that your test at that school that that's what most people would want it did not work out that way for me Mm -hmm. i got hired at a different school thank god 
coolest boss I've ever had, best staff I've ever had was the best. So I'm, I'm lucky that it worked out. And that was fourth grade right there? Yep. Did you ever did you ever teach like kindergarten? Did you ever Yeah, like, oh, my favorite. Kindergarten's your favorite. Absolute favorite. Why? Cuz they don't know school. Sure. You can just I could literally go to school drunk and they'd be like, "Oh, the tall man's fun today." And that would be <laughs> that would be it. But there's so much fun. The shit that they say is off the wall. And that shit keeps me going every day. I could never sit in a cubicle all day and just crunch numbers. And like, no, it has to be exciting and different. Yeah. Kindergarten, the differentest. Well, I loved uh, my kindergarten teacher and so did my father. You don't. And uh, that's what ended up getting her fired from the school. Uh, but uh, she was. For real? Yeah. I think they started. I don't know. If they, they definitely started fucking when I was in kindergarten. illegal. Stop it. No, but. Yeah. 100. Oh, 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was. <laughs> She was she was so cool. Again, looking back, I'm like, well, she was probably just really nice to me, so yeah. she could fuck my dad. But uh, yeah, they started <laughs> dating. I just remember, I remember like, I probably mistakenly went to school and was like, oh yeah, Miss Vance was stayed over last night, and the kids were like, oh, I shouldn't uh, fuck. No, you, she changed her name. It's okay. Should, um, she changed her name. She got yeah. remarried. Uh, I but but then I. I still have to get the truth because I always get my dad's version of the truth growing up. And then later my mom's like, well, actually, this was your father's fault. I'm like, oh, my God, it really was. But I think at least the story I was told, my mom and stepdad told the school, you know, it's inappropriate that she's fucking his dad or whatever and, and got that's her That's the fired. language they used, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what they 100. said. Yeah. But I remember we did Halloween together. She was great. Oh. She was great. And she had a daughter that was my age, too, and we were, like, friends, and we were both from fucked-up families. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Oh, wow. Um, uh, uh, so kindergarten was your favorite, mm -hmm. but you ended up teaching fourth. What's the hardest? Uh, I personally think fifth grade. Because mm. right had, before they're going into middle school. that's when the guys school, join like the puberty, like, too. They don't know what they, they're top of the, the elementary thing, so they think they're hot shit, but they're also confused. They're going through puberty. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's attitudes galore. Fifth grade, yeah. and it's not, it's not wrong, but fifth grade is where you start to learn limits. So they're constantly pushing it because they're realizing what you can get away with. Now, to me, the American education system, too loosey goosey. They let these kids get away with too much. It, and I'm sorry. You got to fucking knock them on their ass the first time they fuck it up. You can't do this fun little frou-frou. Let's sit what and talk about it. Mean? It's got to be a hard consequence. A lot of hitting. A lot of, lot There's of hitting. No hitting. There's no real hitting. It's got to be a hard consequence. It's got to like, be a hard what, consequence. What is a hard consequence for a kid? Oh, so you're, you're, you've been preparing for the talent show the whole year. You really overstepped your boundaries in this class. Probably like the time maybe you called me an ass fuck. Kid did call me an ass fuck. Ass fuck. Yeah. Really? So like mm -hmm. to me, I'd be like, you're not in the talent show, and we're holding you to that because mm -hmm. that would crush yeah. that kid. Yeah. I was that kid, but they won't do it again. Sure. And now they're all like, you have to have a sit down and talk and dialogue, no consequences. I'm like, that doesn't do anything yeah. yeah so if you try to do that with a fifth grader they're gonna walk all over you because they're smart as hell can i tell you my proudest moment as a substitute because i, I can't wait for this was uh i subbed in a very small school that only had like it was basically like each grade was just one class because so, they only had like 25 to 30 kids per grade yeah so it was like every year you're going with the same group of kids so this group of fourth grade students have been together since kindergarten and they kind of had a reputation in the school as being like 
very, very difficult. That's a thing. They, and, they go yeah, as a yeah, bubble. And so, and so the fourth grade teacher that they had had a heart attack. Like, like, like some could say from stress from this group. So I Amazing. was out of college at the time. So I, I was going to be home mid-May to like end of June when and school ends in New York. So I was going to be with them for like four or five weeks, this group of fourth graders. And it was... It was a lot. I mean, they were like, they were insane. And they would like, they would be trying to call 911. Like when, if you turn your back, like they were doing all sorts of things. And so at five, the, the teacher left plans though, somehow, I don't know. In her heart attack, she left plans. Oh, um, but so, so they, <laughs> she they, wrote had them do, in <laughs> they had to do some presentation at morning program. And it was like, they had all week to prepare for it. So we put them in groups. Uh, they're in their, they each group. And there was a group of boys, four boys that were terrible. Just like always causing trouble. And uh, I said to them every day for this 30 minute window when they got to work on this presentation that they were going to do Friday, like they weren't working on it. They weren't doing it. I was like, just so you know, you're going to be up there for five minutes on Friday, no matter what, even if you don't have anything to show. And so they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, every day I tell them that. So end of two weeks comes, it's time for them to present their five minute presentation in a morning program. All the other groups go do great. Blah, blah, blah. The boys. This are, is a lot of people. Yeah. This is a- they have nothing on their paper and I make them go up and, and they're like, we don't have anything. I was like, you have to go up. And I made them go up with a blank piece of paper and a microphone. And I timed five minutes and they just sort of passed the microphone back and forth to each other, not saying anything. And the whole the whole school is like looking like, what am I doing? Like people, teachers, some teachers loved it. Other teachers were like, that was so crazy that you timed five minutes. And they just kind of like shuffled the microphone back and forth to each other. But I made them do it for five minutes because I told them for two weeks. I was like, you're going to be up there and I'm not going to let you get out of this. And just, you know, no, like, so. And when it was time, oh, did you go? brutal. I was like, thank God. I, were you I laughing was, inside? Were you like. No, I was, I, it was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was silent. I'm there, surprised that you did that. I got to be honest. Minutes. I, I got to be honest. They must have really. Well, it was one of those things where you feel like you're playing chicken and you're like, I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Like it seemed insane <laughs> to do. Love it, but I was like, well, I'm subbing. I was like, what am I gonna, you know? What's and then when happen? it hit five, you're- did you just wave like you're done? Uh, <laughs> I said, <laughs> yeah, what'd you do? I, yeah, I, I think I just kind of was like, okay. And then they were like, uh, I love you know, it. That's amazing. You know, that's amazing. But I was, it was, I mean, some, I would do some people would really like watch you teach unsung hero. Truly. Honestly. No, I, I feel like it was, I, I, I it hurt my feelings sometimes. And like, it, I, you have to have a real thick skin and be oh. able to like, it's it mentally exhausting. Mentally. Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of energy. Like sometimes we get done with a podcast here. I'm like, oh my god, I listened, and you know what I mean. Like, but like to really be present, <laughs> listen to a for fifth grader thirty talk kids from... is sure. crazy. To do that five days a week, it's 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 unimaginable that that many people do it. Like it's it you know it's so hard. So okay, so so then <laughs> you you moved to. F- I love that. I'm sorry. It's an I amazing story. It. I love that. You moved. So then you're fourth grade, and that's your like home base for a little for bit. a minute. Yeah. I'm very curious about, uh, I mean, now it's in the news about telling students that you're gay. Mm-hmm. And it was so fascinating. I, I had a one of like our most fun teachers at my school. It was a private school. Used to be, <laughs> used to be super religious. Then like it wasn't. We still had chapel and there was still a cross there and we still said a prayer. But generally it was in Maryland. Generally East Coast. Everyone's re- parents were probably Republican to, for the tax break, but they were all pretty socially liberal. Mm-hmm. And so we had this teacher. Catholic and, school? 
No, it's just like it had been way back in the past. Got so it. So there were the echoes of it. But not really anymore. Feel you. But definitely like <laughs> not particularly diverse. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the older, big upstairs people probably still went to church and whatnot. Feel you. So we had a teacher. He was the cool teacher. And we knew he was gay. He was not. It was not like a secret or anything. But he did a chapel once where he was also really into wrestling. Like WWF at the time. Stop it. And he did this. <laughs> this is a bit. He did. His presentation was essentially how he. And I don't think I got the metaphor at all at the time. But he was really into wrestling. And no one in his friend group or school liked wrestling. And then one day he went to a wrestling event. And he was surrounded by other people who were into wrestling. And how at home he felt. And. Uh, somehow it was revealed or the parents decided this was a metaphor for him being like gay and not being with other gay people. And then finally being, I don't know what the equivalent would be just a big orgy and everyone's fucking, and he's like, great. But it was, it was, a, it was one of these moments where like, uh, I've always, I've always wanted to have him on the podcast too, because I think he got in some kind of, the school probably stood up for him, but it was just one of those moments. I feel very thankful. Yeah. I ended up being in theater and being kind of with so many gay people. But like it, it was at that earlier age where I felt like even at a young age, I, I uh, knew about gay people and was not like hidden from it or or it just I'm sure everyone in that grade was more open minded than the average person in that area because of what he taught. Yeah. When you graduated, what year did you graduate? 2011. Was was it ever a thought in your head of like, when I'm going to talk about this or like gay stuff? Um, No. So at the immediate time, it was all about how am I going to keep this a secret? Like I went back into the closet to teach. When did you, do you mind if I ask when 14. you came out? 14. 14. So when you went to school, when you went to college, did you go like, oh, if I'm going to be a teacher... I'm not going to... It wasn't that I said that to myself. It was told to me. Really? Oh, point blank. Really? Oh, yeah. In the wow. program, like, you don't let your personal life out. Like, none of this... There's no pictures of partners on your desk. You are here for a job, and you're going to be professional about it. Was it said specifically... Oh, uh, yeah. Was it specifically about, as opposed to a straight person? There was no alluding. Like, I even had a professor who was like, so... You were not talking about gay stuff in your interview. You're not gay. Mm -hmm. Boom. Oh, okay. And at the time, did you go, was there any part of you that was mad about it? Or you're just like, that's just the world. Yeah. It was very, at the time, I don't think, I think, I, I think mentally, me as an 18-year-old, I was still very reverted. Like, I did not realize this is wrong. I was just like, oh, this is what gay people have to do, and we're going to do it. Sure. And we're just going to hide our life away and move along. And I just went through the motions for a while. <clears throat> what what changed it? Uh, going on Ellen, really. So when you did, so just so you know, this is the, the thing that you went mega viral for. Yeah. Was a, a, a prank you did. Uh, what Was this fourth graders too? Yeah. Where you would do a spelling test and the words were insane. Oh, what were some oh, of the words? Yeah. Like, and honestly, it was just shit I made up on the fly. Like Blorsky. Really? Yeah. Your, your straight face doing it is, uh, not to be, uh, <laughs> your, your ability to not laugh. Like you don't have a hint of making it up. And I just can't even imagine. Yeah doing it but yeah. it, it was a uh, that so okay so you were making these videos mm -hmm. and 
I've always been confused though, because were the kids ever in the videos, their faces? So in the very beginning, yeah. Because I was just I was I was just like fucking around. I was like, I like to have fun in the classroom. Like, let's show it. Like the parents will see this, it'll be whatever. And posting it where? Like Instagram or Facebook. Instagram. And you never worried or you no no one ever said, Hey, what the fuck? I don't do the rules. Sure. So at the time I was just kind of like, We're just having fun. Yeah. This is for the community. It's getting like two hundred views. There was a time yeah. where early social media, I think people didn't go like, Oh, this could be seen by yeah, yeah, sixty yeah. million people. Yeah. Well when it did, that it changed. Sure. And and it that was a personal choice because then I realized this is dangerous for the kids. So sure. then I just did voices. So it was always, then it was camera on me, voices. And I don't think, I think there would have been a problem with the spelling test video had I shown the kids. Absolutely. So yeah. that was another element of why it worked. Had Was things starting to to, <clears throat> to get bigger and bigger? Was the spelling like a gigantic pop? No, it, I was I was getting a name locally already. Kind of, I was performing. The, around this time, parents and staff were coming to shows of mine. It was growing. You know, but, the oh, show, is, that, you, is that interesting? Yeah, like if, if parents and other people from the school are coming to you want your the shows, story story? Yeah, what, how is that for you? Like are you super uh, – are you editing your sets based on who's going to be there? Like how, do you, how, would, how did you feel So that? I went to do a show one time, walked out on stage, had everything that I was going to do, and there was a table of parents from my class. Wow. And I was like, you could either do what you're going to do and bomb or change it. And I sort of was like, let's just – do what you do. And I did, and they loved it. Okay. So after, they stayed at the bar after to see me walk out, and they were like, "You were, we know you were talking about our kids, and so funny, so funny. And I'm like, okay, great. They loved it. Well, it trickled. They Literally the next weekend, they brought another family. Oh, great. And then staff started to come. They wanted to see it. And then my boss came to one, and I was freaking out. And the Monday after that weekend, she came into my classroom, shut the door before, before school started, and she said, um, you have a gift and you need to go for this full force. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And she let me, like, if I needed to take a Monday off to travel, if I needed to take a Friday off to travel, wow. she was, she's like, you're doing it. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. And it feels like it must be a rare occurrence. Well, cause I, could see- I wasn't working for her when the spelling test thing happened. So when the spelling test thing went viral, the school district hired a crisis manager to tell me how I was going to divert gay questions and and different things and how I was not going to talk about it on TV. They actually told me I wasn't going to... They're like, you're not allowed to go on the show. We know you're going to do it anyway. So if you are asked anything, here's your responses. And I was like, this is bullshit. Wait, so, okay, so it goes viral. They... they, they they know you're going to be asked for TV stuff soon. It was, there was no waiting. It was like, it went viral and the news is calling like the, the same day. So they, so, okay. It goes viral in your mind. Are you like, I'm going to, I'm about to quit this job. Like what was your attitude? No, that's the thing. I knew that I had hit something and I think niche is great. So, so I was like, you're, you're going to do niche shit. So I doubled down on teaching shit, which really wasn't like my set at the time, really. Yeah. But the more I doubled and tripled down on it and wrote a teaching hour, then it was like, you're doing teacher stuff. You're building this teacher audience. And I was like, we'll keep teaching for a while because it's what they want to see. Yeah. So I kept doing it. And then I like left part time. And then I went subbed a couple days a week and then was like out fully. 
And um, and so when when you went on Ellen, so they they knew you were gay. Like they did these questions because they knew you were gay. They they even said, "Can we talk about it?" And I was like, "No." Wait, but this is fairly recent, like right? Two thousand seventeen. That's great. Like it's also Michigan. Like it do, it doesn't feel like Michigan. Michigan would be... just went blue this last election for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It just feels like that's two thousand seventeen. Your teacher not allowed to talk about. It. Like that's crazy. And you're yeah. on Ellen. Like what? You're like. <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I mean that's that's know. very <laughs> ironic. So well, the so they when the video first went viral, articles were coming all over the place about me, right? And there was one article. My boss called me in his office for the how many hundredth time, slid this article across the table, and he said, "What do you think about this?" And it said, "Handsome gay teacher pranks class." He goes, "And what do you think about this?" And it was a UK based article. I said, "I think the UK thinks I'm handsome." What do you want? What do you what think do about you this? Think about right. That well, is crazy. Not to mention all this attention on the school, all the money and offers that were coming to the school. Ellen gave us 10k. Like, how about thank you? Yeah. How about that? Were you scared? Were, were you scared out. at all? You were. You yeah. worried that because you didn't know if this would last. You didn't I wasn't. Know if you could. I wasn't doing comedy full time. So sure. I was like, <laughs> if I get fired. Am I gonna be a full? Am I gonna make it? It's a full time comedy. If you were like, if you had been fired and you stuck with teaching, like, would like other schools be like, oh yeah, scouting I, for oh, you? Oh, I already was. Sure. I, I, like, it, the offers were in like no interview offers. Like, do, do you want to work make, for like, us offers next year? like famous teachers? They'll give you a bigger <laughs> salary. Like, it feels like, like I oh. never got that far to negotiate the sal. But they were definitely like, we, you have a position here next year if you want it. All over the world. Did any teachers resent you where they felt like, hey, we were just That we're I just worked doing with? It. Yeah. That thought like. Not really, You're actually. like a celebrity teacher. No. And they're like, I just teach math. No. The, no one, there was really no weird jealousy, at least that came to me. Sure. But I also, like one thing in comedy, I love to share the stage. I uh -huh. love performing with other comics. I'm like, if somebody's like, I'm so sorry, can I do a guestie? I'm like, get on. Like, let's go. You're at Caroline's tonight, you say. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so when you went on Ellen, though, did you mention it? Being no. gay? No. And that was they, a conscious they, they choice. They asked me if they could, and I said no. Oh, Ellen asked you if they could. The producers, yeah. Sure. And why did, why did you say no? Because the district had just lambasted me with what how to handle this and that was their whole thing yeah so i was like i can still go on the show and be myself without talking about that which in reality i wish that i just went for it i still to this day get messages from gay teachers all over the place just saying you give me so much hope and inspiration all this shit and it's like did i I yeah. guess I did, but also like, could I have done more? It's hard like, to degree, but just by existing and being popular, you know, I mean, just existing and succeeding is a lot. It just feels like there's it's a weird. lawsuit there for the the district that, like, it's it boggles my mind that you could be like, you can't talk about this in 2017. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah. but look, I mean, look at what's so yeah. In terms of your act, have you talked at all about the Florida stuff? Um, a little bit, not really. My whole I, when you come to my show, I want you to escape the world, so I'm really sure. just talking about like me and my crazy life. So I don't uh -huh. really like get too political with that shit. But I definitely talk about being gay, being a gay teacher. Like when the kids asked me, "Where's your wife?" Like sh wrote shit about that, which yeah lends itself to which 
What I, would you say when you were when you were not it sharing it? It took a while, but when they they'd say like, "Where's your girlfriend? Where's your wife?" I'd be like, "Oh, I can't even uh, you know pay attention to myself. I'm gonna have a wife." Like <laughs> just dumb canned shit. And then eventually, it reminds me of Ellen seeing Ellen's early stand up before she had come out, mm-hmm. and she's wearing like the baggiest suit you've ever seen, <laughs> and she's just like, "Men are men are frustrating." <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, "I bet." Yeah, yeah, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, sure. exactly. It was very, very that, but. Also, I don't think people are always like, how do you come out to your class? I'm like, do you have to? Like, just live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they're, if they are like, who do you live with? Be like, my partner. He's super hot. Like, I don't know. Just don't, just live. You know, yeah. I don't think there has to be this moment of where we gather around the fireplace. Of course. Also, I kids, are, kids are quickly, quick to get on board with, I feel like, most anything, especially when they're young. Yeah. Right. Like, so frustrating. You tell them what it is, and they're like, okay. Like, you know, I don't know. I think it's so yeah. frustrating about Florida. 100%. And I, I mean, some of these are just bad, bad people, but, but it's like, there's always this, this weird thing about, uh, uh, straight people not understanding how we talk about being straight all the time. It's part of society or you see it in Disney movies or whatever. And so yeah. they, they act like talking about a, a husband or a boyfriend as a man is some radical, like sexual act. And it's like, but you've been talking about your wife oh, forever. Like trust. it's. And I, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that like, no, they do understand. They're just being a, a, a willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's, that, that's a really hard thing. Like to walk into all your colleagues' classrooms and they have these pictures of their wives and their husbands like out on display and yours is at the bottom of a cabinet at your desk because mm-hmm. it can't be out there. Like that shit will eat you up, you know? Yeah. Like, and I'm I, no one's ever saying we're trying to have gay teachers on day one say I'm gay. I put dicks in my asshole. No one's doing that. But D like, is for dicks, right? But can we just can we just do what everyone else does and it's like yeah. not a thing? Can yeah. we just do that? That's why I was so wild about this this teacher in my middle school. Like part of me is like, yeah, I guess I'm just I grew up in a very liberal place. Mm-hmm. I remember once, I remember distinctly. I don't know if it's the nicest thing, but I was like, I was reading Lord of the Rings and I was dancing and reading it out loud, and this teacher. Uh, I think I can say his name, Mr. Breyer. He was like, he yes! said, he said, Jamarco, I'm a, I'm a gay man, but that is the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and the class went wild. We love him. Uh, he was great. He bullied you. <laughs> first, of, he did. first of all. He did. I was yeah. the gay teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then you're you're succeeding. You're still teaching. And then I'm sure at one point the comedy starts making more money than the teaching. Yeah. Was it was it hard to leave the teaching? Mm, no, it was hard to leave the kids. 
Yeah. But the politics and the work behind teaching, like I look at teaching now and I was like, you were working so hard to not be able to pay your bills. Like that's crazy. That's so crazy. So like in that aspect, easy. But at the same time, my comedy is different. Like I love teaching. I love the profession. I think teachers deserve better. And comedy is just my vessel for change. And when I go do shows, I'm affecting you know, Caroline's, what is it, 300 seater? Mm-hmm. And I hope that the non-teachers in that room look and say, we should do better by our, our teachers. Because the non-teachers make decisions in education, not teachers. Yes. So I could stay in my classroom and have 30 kids and their parents and if, make change that way. Or I could tour the country and really make some shit happen. And I, when I flip the switch to do that in my head, I'm like, this is worth it. Yeah. It's, it's more than comedy to me. Do you think at some point, because your your brand right now, it's a lot of you talk about teaching a lot, and I see that you, you have the teachers, and there was a video of you realizing someone was a kindergarten teacher because they were cheering kind of in a specific way. Yeah. Do you think like after you haven't taught longer and longer, do you think it'll be like you'll be disconnected from it, or you'll like? Great question. You know, it's that's that's the thing with all brands. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of co- there's different comedians I know. That I've, I've seen some other teacher comedians. I've seen some uh, comedians whose brand is depression, and I'm like, God mm. forbid you ever get happy. Uh, there's there's people there's just like different different brands, and it can have this real edge to it. Yeah, and of course, I imagine there's a hope to eventually open, and I'm sure it will, will, will work out. Mm-hmm. But is it strange to like not be teaching anymore? Do you talk to teachers? Do you have a teacher community so you feel you're still part of that world? Great. This is a, I've never been asked this. Great question. I don't worry about it because so the hour that I'm working with right now, so the pandemic has happened. I lost all my tour dates. I'm sitting on my ass like we sure. all are. Kindergarten position opens up at the school across the street from where I live. I'm like, I have the certificate. I have the degree. I'm pretty healthy. Let's go. Got that job. Wow. In kindergarten. The hour I'm working with right now is about my seven months teaching kindergarten. That's it. That That's all. So I have b- full notebooks of material from when I was teaching that I haven't even touched. Yeah. I could write yeah. seven more hours just on teaching. So there's so much more that I can do and go with. I just haven't yet. So I'm not worried about the relevancy because I know I have the material. But also my life is changing. Like my partner and I, like we want kids. Like we're probably going to get engaged soon you know yeah super relatable shit that i just i'm going to be writing about my life and my goal is to naturally just start continuing talking about the other aspects of your life and have them come with me when you are you going to stay in seattle you're thinking fuck i don't know i don't know when you think about having a kid and then and then going through the school system First of all, is going to having your kid go to a public school is that like important to you ethically? Mm, no, I've taught in both. You've taught in both, and there's pros and cons of both. There's pros and cons of both. I like. Were I, you public school or private? Public. And I was private. Public and private. Yeah. It varies greatly state to state too about the public. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I'm I'm glad I got private because I think I was a sensitive. I don't know. There's some part where I'm like public. I would have been. I would have been more ready for the world. <laughs> okay. But then private, I got the attention that I think I needed. I got a great theater 
I got like all the theater I could dream of in high school, and I think that's what I wanted at the time. Yeah, and I was very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know the differences fully. What, what, what are the pros and cons to you? Well, I think uh, teaching in both public and private. What I realized is the distribution of wealth in public in public education is criminal. Of course. So you have these public schools in affluent areas yeah. where those kids are going to private school, and those parents are able to not only pay the $30,000 tuition or whatever it is per year, but they're also giving so much more money to that school to let them have amazing things. Yeah. But then you have this poor school, poor public school in a not great area. Those parents are working second, third, fourth jobs to put food on the table. They're not coming in to volunteer. They're not donating materials for the fundraisers because they can't, yeah. right? So this school is underfunded because the parents can't provide. But if there's any where in this country where equality needs to be true, it's education. Mm-hmm. There needs to be adequate funding for all schools. Yeah. So when I see these private schools and how they're able to function, it inspires me to make struggling public schools function in the same manner because those kids deserve just as good as a chance. Yeah, my my two placements were both examples in the public school system, 10 minutes away from each other, one yep. wildly poor one insanely wealthy public school yep. and the resource i mean it was it was an insane like they the the nice one had like whole music wing like giant like just so many resources and then like that the other one was just like the saddest place. are teachers more liberal on mass than than not masks no uh, no on mass <laughs> oh on, on mass, mass. like a, like oh, no 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 like like our teachers like you know if you looked at comedians yeah more liberals than not yeah yeah yes is it is yes. because i i think it's, it's teaching so it feels sometimes so especially in, in when i think of uh misinformation and i think about the way that social media is not going anywhere we're soon going to have deep fakes yeah. and you're we're going to have to be skeptical in a way that's kind of unheard of but skeptical but still hopefully get whatever medicine you need to get I think I think all the time I'm like, well, it's teaching. Like, like whenever people get mad about Joe Rogan, I'm like, what are you going to do? You can't get rid of this thing. It goes way back, and you're not going to fix it suddenly. You're not going to fix it by kicking Joe Rogan off Spotify. You fix it by teaching people about healthy skepticism and knowledge at an early level, and you're not going to see the results for years and years and years. But then you look at the news now, and it's all politicized, and you have people like – critical race theory, like people attacking that. So you're having bad history being taught. You all of a sudden in Florida, you're having this. It feels very hopeless. Do yeah. you feel, do you feel any hope? I do, but it's going to take radical people to make radical changes because it is so lost that, it's almost to the point of not turning back. But change happens when there's a problem and it's a ripple effect. And it just needs one person to like throw the stone to start those ripples for real to make it happen. But a lot of things are going to have to change that even teachers are not going to like. And a lot of things are going to change that the general public's not going to like. So is it possible? Yes. But it's going to take like the biggest balls. What are the teachers not going to like? Okay, so you dabbled in tenure a little bit yeah. ago, right? And yeah. uh, it's not really so much a thing anymore, tenure. Okay. But the theory of it is, okay? So 
teachers who you're saying teachers who taught for five or more years would have job security and protection no matter what. That's still kind of a thing. My whole thing is if teaching and education is going to work, get the bad out, put the good in. We have programs in this country right now like Teach for America. Hey, I'm not I'm not signing up for that shit. We're taking undergraduate college students who didn't major in education and putting them in the roughest schools in this country and saying go and giving them a teaching certificate after two weeks of a training. No. Why aren't we paying teachers who have been teaching for 15 plus years doubling their salary because they are in it, they're invested, they have the experience, and putting them in the roughest schools because they have the skills, they're able to, but financially compensating them. Mm-hmm. Also, what a lot of the country is not going to like is, who the fuck wants to work to be this poor, working for twenty eight to thirty four thousand yeah. dollars a year for your first five years in teaching? Yeah. Insanity. That's why people want the tenure, right? right. It's it's kind of like, a, well, at the end of the rainbow, there's right. job security. So right. Put up with everything right. else now. You get your pension. So, the, your but the problem yeah. is. There's no money. We're not, we can't say teachers are going to make more money. Well, if there's no money, give us incentives. When you major in education and you get a job in education, why don't you have a college debt free life? Why, why aren't you just forgiven that? That's going to make everything else a little bit more worth it. But people are going to be like, hell no. We're like, it's just not going to happen. So it's going to take strong, dedicated, passionate people to fix this shit. Teach for America does not like that I say that, but I'm speaking the goddamn truth. What is Teach for America? What is their main? Teach for America is what I was telling you. They take college College undergrads and put them in. And what, what would they argue against you? They would say what? They would say that they're bringing more teachers into the profession. And they would say that statistically... Students who go in to Teach for America do not stay in Teach for America. They then leave and go into these corporate jobs. Their angle is, well, those people now working at big Microsoft or whatever it is, they care about education. They yeah. see they worked it. They, they did it. They, they didn't care. Use, they didn't use it as a thing yeah. to put on their fucking resume yeah. to get them a, a better they didn't job. Leave go fuck where they would forever. never have to pay, like where they'll never get paid that kind of money. Exactly. Again. So, no, sorry. That's not what's happening. And also... So you're telling me that those kids in the roughest areas deserve a person who has no fucking clue what they're doing? Yeah. <laughs> no. Sure. No. Sorry, I get really passionate. No, about I, no, I know no, it's good. great to hear. Is there ever any degree of like, you were a good teacher, you are a good teacher, mm-hmm. and you left? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there ever any like, oh, if like it would be great if you had stayed a teacher? You would be one of the the great teachers. But doing what? For working with one class? Like, uh, n- teachers can't make the change. Non-teachers are able to make the change. Got it. They have, when you're a teacher, you have the thickest red tape in front of you with the biggest target on your back at all times. One false move, you're out. So when I do my show, I sometimes I look out and I say, is it crazy hearing all the thoughts that you've never been able to say? The teachers in the room go nuts. I don't have a target on my back. I can say this shit. This can go out there and people can hear this message. But if I was working in education and said this and this podcast came out and my boss or district found it, I'm out. Sure. Like that. So, no, I don't think about that. Was going back to that kindergarten and teaching for the seven months, was it a joy? Oh, my God. I loved it. Every minute of it. Do you think you'd ever, like, do another stint as, like, Shit, I'm never going to say never. Yeah. Because I did love it. It was so much fun. And uh, I was having the time of my life in kindergarten. I'll never say never. I, I, it's not now. It's just not now. It would be fascinating to see 
how you interact with teachers when you have a child going through the school system. Oh, I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. Like, are we going to be able to get through this? <laughs> like, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. this is going to work yeah. out for everybody. <laughs> I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> I think you should go, if, you know, if it's a straight teacher and they talk about their wife, be like, did you tell my child whoa, about whoa, your whoa, wife? Whoa, 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 <laughs> What the fuck? Honestly, indoctrination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's go to our next segment. Uh, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Uh, this is, did you see the email? Uh, I'm fully prepared. Of course. Oh. I, I should have imagined. I <laughs> yeah. should have imagined. Uh, do you have a this got to stop for us? I do. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Proposals, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, weddings at Disney World. Oh, okay. You could have stopped before Disney World and I've been like, yes, finally. <laughs> yeah, Let's, weddings. Enough with this Catholic <laughs> thing that we are still carrying on. <laughs> At but Disney World. At Disney World. Okay, so proposals at Disney World, weddings at Disney World. That's going to be an expensive wedding. And then Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah, it's got to stop. And have you been to any of these? Absolutely not. If I was even invited, I'd say fuck yourself. You, you're going to spend that much money for a bachelorette party at Disney World? Go to Ibiza. Like, were what you, are you doing? Like, were you at Disney recently where you ran into this? Where's the Where's the rage? I understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me either. The, the rage now yeah. comes from seeing it on Instagram. Okay, and people okay. are like, and they make their own ears. And they're all wearing these, like, sparkly, happy bride-to-be shirts. And they're gallivanting around Disney World. Like, yeah. get out. Like, no, like you're, this isn't real life. Also, sure. this is like such a weird reversion. You're not a, are you guys Disney adults? I'm so no, sorry. No, oh, no, we're not. no, 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 no. It's just, I, I think I know there was one. Uh, there are Disney I adults. Disney, I mean, Disney gay is a term that I've heard. There was someone at my college. You're and, canceled, but yeah, continue. And he wore fairy wings all the time and went to Disney World frequently. I'm leaving. Okay. No. It's a home. It's a community. It's not. It's very interesting because there are straight. There are like straight couples who have like. I remember there's one. There was I know, a tattoo I know, a couple on straight Twitter. Couples love there was it. the Mickey Mouse thing with the uh, Blue Lives Matter flag oh inside of the Mickey Mouse. Inside of which Mickey is Mouse. a wild right. combination of interests. So I grew up going to Disney. Same, but I have not been in probably mm, eight to ten years. But I would say, I I went. At enough of an age where I had to pay for some things on my own that I can't imagine being a Disney adult just for how expensive it is and for how not great it is. You know what I mean? Like the amount you're spending to just get physically into that space and then talk about eating. The food's fine, not great, not good. Everything's so exp expensive and it doesn't seem worth it for uh, how much it is. And the best part. I was on Instagram recently, okay? And it's this girl, and she's always talking, no capitalism, this is crazy. Oh, These big, And then the very next picture, she's Disney. at her bachelorette party at Disney World. You want to talk about capitalism, <laughs> bitch? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh. If you had a bachelor party there, I yeah. think I would have fun at that party. No. No, listen. We would no, get no, drunk. No, no. We'd go on the rides. Oh, no. You the wedding, you, I hear you. You would not have fun. Do you no, know how much you would have, have to spend? Do you know how much you would talk about me making you spend? You'd have 35 minutes in your sure. set about having to buy a park pass. Oh, no, a park pass for three days. Like, you'd be a whole thing on it. Sure, be Disney's so one of those places I want to get, I want to pay it all up front somehow. That's, we're we're you taking know, buses everywhere. save, save for years. And then they're like, we're going. 
to Disney World. It's like, no, 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 no. Be an adult. Adventure, see the world for, and they're like, well, you can go to Epcot and see all these different countries. Mm. It's in fucking Florida, bitch. Like, I wouldn't want to do drink around the world. That's always something I, 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 I'm I leading. have, I'm I like, have yeah. when I was, you know, 21. You know, yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't. Uh, it's, it's. I don't want. I, I, I understand. I, it's one Speak of those your things. Truth. It's one of those things. I don't get it. I don't get it. But people love it. Love it. But it is a weird thing to love that much. Maybe. Yeah. You, you I get it where it, it's like you? magical and it's just like I get community. I get I get with that if you don't have a religion, you're like, okay, yeah. this is a fun place I to need go. You to stop. Are you doing devil's advocate to do it for the podcast? <laughs> no, or are you this person? No, I, like I, or is this wait, you? I feel Tom some Michael, kind I of imagine sympathy. a lot of them have religion and they have Disney. Sure. <laughs> I think like there there is something charming about uh Growing up, I went to University of Miami, so I was near Disney World. I probably went twice, but I always thought it was charming, even as a kid, where, like, it felt like a gay-friendly space that – I know they even had some things where they had, like, some kind of week or celebration. I mean, they and, can't show their tattoos. were, like – The Disney employees can't show that they have tattoos or piercings. Like, they have very strict code of, like – Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it sounds like – you know. It sounds like a nightmare to work for Disney. But there's something about cartoons he's, he's and magic. Said, and, he specifically and, said <laughs> weddings, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Yes. Like, he's, well, I agree with the wedding. You're, I you're agree with the proposal. Visiting. It's bachelor party where I'm like, bachelor party I could see. I could see doing that. Okay, who would be on this party with you? Just because you it, and me, Russell. You and I'd invite you just, just to give it a shot. But you would still go to Disney World. Uh, or no? What are the terms? Your kid's Why gonna I, say you're oh, gonna have a kid, and your yes. kid's gonna say I want to go to oh, Disney. Tr- listen, when I have kids, I'm gonna be the Disneyest dad. But there's wow. cut off. You're gonna get you, a tattoo, Blue Lives no, Matter, Disney. No. But if, I'm gonna also tell them 14, we're done. Like there's no more. Oh man, that like 13th you, year, at 14, be if, so sad. if you want to go again, you're doing it on your own. But oh, I got 13, 14, we're done. I meant to bring this up. One of the funniest things that happened at my school was there was an assembly in seventh grade where a teacher said, seventh grade. Well, we, you know, there comes th- that age where we all learn that Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, no. And then fucking all these parents called the school seventh grade no and, and this teacher got they didn't get fired thankfully but huge trouble because revealed that santa was not real and these parents had not told their seventh graders Wait, yet i meant to tell a story about <laughs> teacher getting in trouble too um when i this happened after I, I graduated but it was i come from a small town so everyone <laughs> talks but this teacher that i knew that when i went there he was I don't want to say what he taught, but he taught a class where you sometimes work with tools. Um, and so uh, he found a dead fox on the way to school and brought it in. And he, he's like, he thought, you know, you know, it'd be cool. You know, what kids will love if I bring this dead fox in for them to see. So he, he pulled his truck over, picked up the dead fox, brought it into school. Okay. Kids come to his classroom. He's like, hey, I got a surprise for everyone. Pulls out a dead fox that he found on the side of the road. Kids, lets the kids touch it. Let's the kids kind of play around with a dead fox in the room. Okay, so those kids leave. They automatically go and tell everyone in the school that, that, that teacher has a dead fox in his room and the kids are playing with it. So word gets around to administration. Fast, I'm sure. Word gets that, around and that, so does that, rabies. That he has he has a dead fox in his classroom. He's letting kids play with it, and um, kids are smushed by the window uh, looking so at the he dead hear, fox. He gets word then administration knows what and he's he done. It. 
he panics. He takes the dead fox and he goes out to a creek. You said creek. And he throws the dead fox into a creek. To Did try you say creek? He said creek. Creek. Well, creek, creek. It's like, you know, we call all things Strain. Sure. So anyways. Two E's. He throws it in the creek to try and co- cover the evidence. So then administration comes like, hey, quick question. Were you, <laughs> did you bring a dead fox into school? And if you did, did you let kids play with it and touch it? And he's like, he's then he's like, he's like, I can't lie. There's too many witnesses. <laughs> so he says, yes. They say, okay, well, we need to test the, the fox for rabies. Um, so can we see the fox? And then he has to then be like, I tried to cover up the evidence. <laughs> so then he has to take them out to the creek to fish out the dead fox. Anyways. Um, what happened? Uh, he did not have rabies. He did not get fired for that, I don't think. But it was a slippery <laughs> slope that he no longer works there for multiple reasons, I think. A slippery but slope. I don't want to get in slanderer because I didn't say his name. There's all sorts of... I mean, you didn't do high school. I would never. I mean, that's where shit gets fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember... Mm, I'm going to keep this as vague as possible. Yeah. Go. There was a field trip to... I uh, can't say. Oh. And at 17, 16, I got blackout drunk with some teachers. That's so with, bad, With John teachers. Uh-huh. John Marco, that's well, bad. Well, was it Europe? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite far enough for it to be okay. And nothing, I never, there was never a, a moment of feeling like sexual problems. Oh, like I'm just saying, like I'm not saying there was no like hitting. No, on I you. didn't mean it. Like like <laughs> there were no sexual problems. I got it, it up. Just it was fine. great. <laughs> no, it was it was just about drinking, and uh, and you look back. I got in trouble in high school. There was a big theater thing when we took down the set. Everyone always got drunk and high that night. We stayed over. It was a whole fun thing. Basically, my year, someone pulled the fire alarm. Parents started caring. Everyone got put on probation, suspended, expelled, all these things. Great. And the, the oh, I can't even say, but someone higher up in the administration when they were younger as a, as a teacher was notorious. I went to Georgetown Day School, which was notorious as being the drug school, at least in the 80s. And this teacher, we all knew stories about this teacher getting high with students in the 80s and whatnot. And as I was getting in trouble for getting stoned on campus, there was a real feeling of like, let's tear this fucking place to the ground. I wasn't old enough to have that full mentality of like, hey, what the fuck over here? Let's all like chill out and not get in trouble. Uh, But that's like high school is is complicated. Very. Yeah. I mean, I used to like the worst I ever did with a teacher. I definitely smoked cigarettes with my, one of my teachers. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. Thank again, God you didn't say students. Thank God you, no, one no, of my I fourth remember. grade students. One of my fourth just graders, one. just Virginia Slims after <laughs> class. But um, no, yeah, we, we just and it was like honestly, again, chill. It was just kind of like I'm stressed, you're stressed. We got shit to do. Don't tell anybody. Got it. Yeah, it's and then I think about I always think all the time substitute teachers and I'm like, how old were they when I was in high school? Like my freshman English teacher was like 23. I mean, and I now at this age I'm like. 23 i know that's I, insane i was able to sub in my school at 19 years old yeah that with, i went to with no degree yet no degree right just one year of college that's another thing that has to one change year in of education. college you should be ashamed of yourself i yeah <laughs> um i mean i was in my school too i had friends that i had 
drank with, like you know, yeah, like yeah. that I'm like that year, I'm younger. like I'm subbing, yeah. for you yeah. know, wild, insane, wild. Um, let's go to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You go first. Russell, I don't think I have a blessing. You don't have a We recorded blessing. two episodes this week, and I only have one blessing a week. Dear God, it's Oh, well, then let's just have time. our guests do the blessing I, today. I Okay. Do you have a blessing for us? It's a bit of a, a little... It's a short story. Okay, great. that's great. Please. Okay. That's great, because so, we don't have fun. Do you get real on the blessing part? I got yeah, you can real. Get real. I got real. I, it, I we was have not never had a guest funny. cry. I'm no, no, I'm not going to get... We're not going to cry. We're Maybe cry. I'll cry. So sometimes I get a little bit of imposter syndrome, where I travel and I my shows are like sold out and I'm like who the fuck are you like this is crazy but after the show I get this feeling of this is awesome so last night I went to go see Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. amazing we had amazing seats and I was watching it and I was looking at how happy all the actors were and how incredible they were and I was sitting there thinking and I was like it is so amazing that these people get to live their life, live their dream and do it in this city where it's like known for that. And I was like, that would be so cool to do. And then literally my mind switched and was like, you're doing it right now. And I was like, when you allow your brain to not be your own self-saboteur, that is when blessings are like real. Cause I was just so put in my place of like, stop doubting the shit that you're doing and realize that you're doing it and be proud of it and be okay with being proud of it. Cause I think so many times people are afraid to admit their own success and it was a, just a beautiful moment. And then I, I fucking cried right there thinking about all sure, this on stage, yeah. watching it happen. Well, I think there's a thing of, because you, you and I both like you, you are creating a lot of your own thing. You're running your own show. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a degree, I think, sometimes I feel like as I start to tour and like try to build my own thing off social media and whatnot and fill these rooms, it's like it would feel, sometimes I think some of my doubt of myself, that imposter syndrome will go away if I got a little bit more of like, well, Comedy Central said, you're good enough to do this. Or a late night thing said, you're good enough to. And when you're like a really independent and kind of running your own ship, it's very easy to feel that imposter syndrome because we have to like we have to believe so hard in ourselves every time we, we go out there and travel to a place. I know. And you don't always have that person above being like, yeah, you're going to do this. And I want you to do this. We have to drive it. And, and you too, as a sketch team, I'm saying like, especially like as a solo mm-hmm. artist, it it's wild sometimes to go. And, and I, I, I go as a couple places, maybe 10 people show up for me, mm-hmm. but even that, when someone comes up, it's it feels kind of crazy, and you're like, they spent this money. Oh, they drove. spent this money, and like, and this I was working night. on a couple new things, and like, they spent money, and sometimes people say they. I had one show. They said they flew to go to the show, and I'm like, I, part of me wants to immediately be like, Are you out of your mind? Yeah, you Dude, flew. Somebody's coming to my show tomorrow night. They wrote me. They're. Husband treated them to this night out. They're coming to my show via helicopter. I'm like, that is like to see me. What? What? That shit puts me like these it's people so are funny. making moves to do you it. You could have said to them, like, you know, the money you spend on the helicopter, I'd go do a private gig for you. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a helicopter. Yeah, 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 Can yeah, I yeah. come? 
<laughs> no, I 1 million percent understand what you're saying too. And the thing is too, is like, the, I think what the imposter syndrome comes out with is like, I, all the networks tell me no. They all tell me no. Uh-huh. Late night sets. I always, when I submit, they're like, this is too conversational. This is too, and I'm like, okay. But then I do my show and like, I'm like, well, the masses like it. My fans like it. It's not on TV, but they fucking like it. And it's a hard switch from what's historically the market distinction in comedy versus what it is now. And on my way here, there was this billboard for YouTube and it said YouTube is it's something like YouTube is media. YouTube is where it's at yes, right now. Yes, I saw now. that. You saw it? Yeah. What do you think about it? I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's true. There, there's, there's this, are we it's doing a new world. It? Are we, we doing live, the new we way? Live in yeah. A, well, yeah. Well, there's a certain thing of, uh, there's no one's made an, any kind of offer to me yet, but there are certain like stand up markers that used to be markers of moving up in the career. Right. And I've been talking to people about just the fact that a of all the money went way down. I'm, I'm making more of doing my own thing of social media than they would pay for it. Right. And then there's a degree of like, and they don't even get that many eyeballs on it. So then what is the land? It's, it's kind of chaos. It is. And sometimes it's exciting because you can grab the reins. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I would do anything for someone to just say 30 minutes at this place and we'll make sure people see it. Like there's a there's a yeah. there's there's a niceness to having that. Yeah. Yep. But it's increasingly more like that's even not the right move. Not not even if it came along, would it be the right move? But isn't it crazy that we can sit here and say this out loud and know it, but it's still hard to believe? Oh, like, for sure. Like, I know that putting a special on YouTube is going to get more eyes in it than if Comedy Central buys a 30-minute. Yes. Depending on who you are. For of me, course. probably. But still, I'm over here like, really? Like, is yeah, that? Because yeah, yeah. that's just not how it's been. Yeah. But I think that we're in this like new age of comedy too, where it's making this dramatic shift of how it is going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. And it's shit or get off the pot. And if you're yeah. going to buy into this old way, I don't know that you can still have success. I'm not saying that you can't, but like, it will be a lot harder. Yeah. It's like those old guys with the uh, Fucking Elizabeth Holmes. They were all like, are we just a bunch of old guys who are stuck in our old ways? Like, it's a risk, but are we going to take it? Yeah. It's freaking, I'm getting hot, like, talking about this. So we're taking the risk that those old guys took on Elizabeth Holmes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is is it going to be great, or are we frauds? (laughs) Is this a scam? Well, it worked out for them, so we should be fine. Um, So, all right, this episode is coming out on... June 7th. Okay. June 7th. So is there anything anything you want to plug, Russell? Yes, Monday, June 13th, Asylum NYC, Uncle Function, Asylum NYC, Monday, June 13th, Uncle Function. June 13th, very exciting. Um, I am going to be uh, at San Francisco Cobbs Comedy Club June 12th for a one-nighter, June 15th, Sacramento Punchline, June 16th, Seattle, hereafter. Very excited. To what? Do, what's that? What's that face? I'm actually home. I'd love to show you around Seattle. I would love to do that. June 16th. June 16th. Done. Great. I'm at Punchline Philly. Um, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. Then I'm off for a while for like the first time ever. July 14th, 15th, 16th. Hilarities Cleveland, and then I'll be announcing my fall tour very soon. Um, Mr. D Times Three dot com for tickets. Would love to see listeners there. And uh, uh, yes, so thank you for listening to the downside. Again, we have our live show August 14th. Tickets mm. are on sale. 
Uh, the link will be in the bio along with uh, the sister show, The Silver Lining. Two dates coming up. And uh, for all you independent people out there, just remember the industry, uh, they, they, they turned down uh, Ellen DeGeneres and she went on to be one of the nicest people in the entire world. This is The Downside. One, two, three. Downside.